Hey guys, Darren here. In this podcast, we discuss the tension that exists between hard conversations and maintaining a heart of honor. Right here, right now on the Supernaturalist Podcast Show. Let's go. Connecting, equipping, and promoting emerging supernaturalists. Be <laughs> the created for such a time as this. All right, and here we go. <laughs> There is more. He said, what? Guys, 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 and gals, welcome to the Supernaturalist Podcast Show, the show that exists to equip, connect, and promote emerging supernaturalists on a global level, and I trust that that's why you are listening is because you are a crazy, cool supernaturalist, and it's your desire to see God's kingdom come, as will be done, established. Uh, on the earth through your daily contribution. It's such an honor to have you listening today. If we haven't met yet, my name is Darren Stott, lead pastor of a crazy cool church called Seattle Revival Center, author of a book. Yep, I wrote a book. It's called Pattern Interrupt, Dismantle Defeat, Overcome Ordinary, and Become a Rumbler. And you can pick up yours on Amazon.com. Just do a search for Pattern Interrupt. It's the only Pattern Interrupt on Amazon uh, to date that I know of. Uh, so go and check that out. Um, and you will, well, I trust, I hope that you enjoy it and that it interrupts you out of some uh, menial, complacent patterns that perhaps you've been stuck in for a long time time. Well, I'm excited about today's show. Today's show, we took the audio, we've extracted it out of a Q&A mentoring session that I did where we discuss the tension that exists between hard conversations and maintaining a heart of honor. Some of the things that we actually talk about, um, and again, these are all questions that came to me where I'm just responding um, to questions. And so we talk about the tension um, with unjust criticism and how to respond to unjust criticism. We also talk about a conflict with people who don't honor us and don't honor our opinion. Uh, we also talk about how I personally um, deal with criticism or offense or how I deal with my own internal offense towards people in the church where I pastor. So this thing gets personal, it gets intimate, and I hope that this is an equipping podcast that gives you some tools and some perspective so that when things get tough conversationally or relationally in the future, you don't bail, but you're able to use it as an opportunity, a revelatory opportunity to not learn about the crud that exists in somebody that called themselves a friend, but that actually you're using this as an opportunity to inspect the contents of your own heart. I think that there's something about conflict. There's an opportunity in conflict where we get to see um, undisclosed ingredients within our own heart. And so conflict is such a gift from the Lord because we get to learn about ourselves and through the process of walking through conflict with the Lord and receiving His grace and His forgiveness. And as we begin to extend unmerited kindness towards others, really it's one of the most incredible opportunities for intimacy. Intimacy with God and intimacy with each other. So may this be an equipping word for you that invites you into the tension of conflict and invites you into a deeper level of relationship with 
other imperfect people such as yourself. So hope you enjoy this. Of course, please subscribe to this podcast and leave a review on iTunes. The quickest way to get there is to go to the Darren Show. Com. That'll redirect you to iTunes where you can subscribe and leave a review. Um, reviews are the word of mouth for podcasts, and that's how this thing grows. Your kind words mean a lot. Love you guys. Let's dive into this hard conversations Q&A. Here we go. It's like, well, you know, okay, you know, I, my approach is is here, you know. Yeah, but but it's not received as that. It's it's like you're just making excuses, you know. You're da 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 da. And that's and that's what makes this so. So that's what's going to make this so tricky is that you're going to have people that come to you, and and whether or not they do it the biblical way or not. Yeah. There's a lot of people that'll come to you and just say, here's what your problem is. This is what you did and you're a jerk. And so they just come to you with this, with your sin and then their judgment. They're just out with it. You know, you're, you're a whatever, 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 you know, so here's what you did and I'm done with you. I never want to see your face again. And you're yeah. like, and that, and, and you're like, you're right. I did that. I'm sorry. Or you're like, what are you talking about? I didn't do any of that. You're the problem, you know? So the reason why this, where this gets difficult is that, um, especially, I, I shouldn't even say in pastoral ministry, we're, we're humans, we're just surrounded by this kind of stuff all the time, either by crazy passivity or by aggressive people. And so um, there's a lot of times that I've received feedback that I needed, <laughs> but I didn't like the way it was being given to me. There's other times I've received feedback and it was really in love. There's other times I've received feedback and love, but it was wrong. I didn't need, I didn't need it. Somebody was being generous with, with their opinion, with, with that I didn't solicit, but it was just, so how do we receive feedback is so important, or how do we receive yeah. a, a critique is so important. So first of all, knowing that, I'm going to state a truth that may not be our reality, or maybe reality in progress, okay? The truth is, our identity is not rooted in what we do, it's who we are, and who we are is sons, so because of that, in theory, we should be able to receive critique or rebuke without it devaluing us. But for most of us, to a great degree, our performance does dictate our self-worth or our self-value so that when somebody critiques us, right or wrong, it's not just a prick. It kind of disables us or our sense of self. A pastor once said to me, he said, good thing my identity isn't rooted in ministry. And I said, ha! talking about of course your identity is rooted in ministry i mean yeah we all know how to say that sound bite that our identity shouldn't be rooted in performance but to a great degree we're all on this great journey into wholeness and he was like yeah you, you, you know you're right so i think what we need to do is realize that you're going to get feedback you're going to get un, un, uncensored feedback you're going to get feedback and love and you're going to get feedback that comes from aggression or unjust Feedback, And so here's some tips for you. First of all, realize that all feedback is valuable, okay? Whether it's right or wrong, all feedback is valuable and that we don't necessarily have the maturity to be able to process the feedback real time. So we're all going to need time to process feedback. 
So what we're going to have to do is honor the people that are giving us the feedback where they feel like they're being heard and we can assure them that we're going to listen and we're going to process through that and we're going to extract as much gold as we can. This is kind of crude, even if the gold is hidden in some poo. Because sometimes you're going to feel like you're just getting dumped on. But I'm telling you, sometimes, like I said, it is crude. But sometimes there's gold nuggets in there. So this is what I do. <laughs> this is what I do. Somebody comes to me with feedback. I want to make sure that I'm understanding it correctly. So if it's vague, if it's coming through a lot of their own rejection issues and stuff, sometimes I need to ask specific questions so I can really find out what they're saying. So I'll repeat back to them what I think I hear them saying. This is what I hear you saying. That when I'm shouting from the platform for a whole entire sermon, you feel like it's coming from your abusive dad. That was never said to me. I just came up with that on the slot. But it did. did, did bad example. Sorry. But um, did, did I understand that correctly? Yes, I understood that correctly. Thank you so much for having the courage to share that with me. That must, have, that must have been something that you really have been wrestling with a lot. So I just want to thank you for sharing with me how that makes you feel. And I'm going to take this to my team and share it with them. And I'm going to pray into this because perhaps there's something here that the Lord wants to speak to me about my own speaking style. And maybe there's some opportunity for growth. And you know what? Nobody else has shared that kind of feedback with me. And so that really means a lot. Thank you. Now, I can change. Or I don't have to change. But the fact is that she, she felt heard. She felt understood. And the fact that somebody in authority listened and responded. So I think that's just a great way to... to all right, so just to make sure that I'm, that I'm hearing you right. This is what you're saying. Okay, thanks. So we always thank people for their feedback, regardless of how it comes, you know, especially if it's, if it's mean spirited, especially because we can, we can, we can disable that demonic thing by coming from a contrasting place of peace and love and joy. And sometimes it'll just trigger them all the more. So you got to be careful. You don't overdo it in the kindness department. I just love you. You Don't, don't be, don't be silly, but you know, but always thank people when they give you feedback. Let's just practice it. Let's just say thank you on the count of three. One, two, three. Thank you. It means so much that you would share with me what I've done and how it makes you feel. I'm going to take this. I'm going to pray on this. I'm going to ask some of my close friends and family about this because this is an opportunity for me to grow. Is that helpful? And then to whatever degree, that's between you and the Lord at that point. You know, but, but you'll, be, you'll be surprised at some of the things that you learn about your, yourself and some of the opportunities for growth for in there. Sure. So I, I thought that was really good. Yeah. So one of the things that Julie says, hey, I, look, I, I, like, I tried to play this thing out. I went to this person. I confronted them. Yeah. And it didn't go well. Yeah. And now I have to look at how much more pain yeah. am I willing, how much more rejection am I willing to suffer? Mm-hmm. And what's the win in this? And is it worth it? You see, and, and oftentimes that's where most of us go to immediately. So most of us don't even do the initial confrontation, even go to the person because we just, because of this line, maybe you've heard this before, it's not worth it. Yeah. Oh. I love that love covers a multitude of sins. Yeah, love covers, yeah, that, that's, I'd say that's different. I don't think that works for confrontation or when somebody sins against you. What, what love, what that verse means, love covers a multitude of sins, is that when you're dating someone, you have no ability who they actually are because you're in love with them. It's not until you get married that you realize they've got a lot of, 
a lot of imperfections. Everybody else can see it. Everybody else can see it. Like, you guys got major issues. Don't get married yet. Like, but we're in love. Like, love covers a lot of baloney. It's like. Get married. So true. Yeah. Realize you yourself are. Yeah. But the thing is, this, this line, it's not worth it. Let me just say, it's always worth it. Relationship is always worth it. Because the kingdom of God is built on supernatural relationship. And the last thing you want is for somebody to, somebody to walk in the room and then you just stop talking you just shut down because of the disconnect of heart that you know that exists that's the last thing that you want is worship was going so great until so and so walked through the door oh I didn't know they were going to be at church today that's why I go to the 11 o'clock service so that they don't show up do you really want that we can't you know we can't that, that just can't be we just can't have it and especially with leaders you know because there's something about unity and there's something about oil that runs from the head down onto the cloak like we just got to really guard our own hearts and that when there is stuff that when you hear it, it's just not worth it we say no it's absolutely it's absolutely worth it and so so, um, and, and I've had that same, I've, I've had that, we all have that same thought. Oh, it's just not worth it. Or to what degree am I willing to experience pain in order for there to be restoration restored yeah. here? You know, and, um, and sometimes we, sometimes our brain plays tricks on us to create a reality where there's far more pain. How many of you have ever had been terrified of having a conversation? Then you actually have the conversation and you yeah. thought, think, man, it wasn't actually that bad. In fact, I feel amazing right now. That's usually how these how these things go. We think, oh, this is going to be the worst thing ever. This is going to be so terrible. I had a conversation like that recently. I was just shaking in my boots to have that this conversation. And all of a sudden, the favor and the joy of the Lord came on me in the conversation. So we're engaging a very difficult, difficult situation where I should, where I should be presenting and a smile comes on my face and now I'm saying very, very difficult things but I can't help because the joy of the Lord is on me because I leaned into the tension of having that fierce conversation. I'd say it depends on the relationship and the, like the weight, the value of the relationship. For example, like if it's uh, like, if you have a mom and a mother and a father, there's like this obligation to honor almost, you know, you have to honor them. You come to a certain age where you no longer have to obey them, but you have to honor them. And sometimes that can be really, really tricky with a mom and a dad. Um, you know, I could, I could share with you guys, some, um, you know, the relationship that I had with my dad. And that was a very interesting relationship. He was in ministry. I was in ministry, but our values were different. So that made for our relationship as a father and son very difficult. But um, because it's family, you have to figure that out. Our values are different. There's things that we can't really talk about and there are things that we definitely can't partner on. But because we're family, we're going to work around this in order to really make this, this work. We're going to honor each other enough to make that work. And so I think that we need to, I think that we have to look at kind of the, the, the weight, the gravity of the relationship. And then we need to, and then we need to say, um, to what degree can there be compromise and still be a relationship? Or to what degree am I going to have to, will this compromise um, cost me uh, my integrity, my own values, my, you know, and I can't do that. And if that's going to, if that is the only way that we can have a relationship, then we can't have a relationship. And, there are, and unfortunately, there are times when we can't have a relationship with people, at least in, in a present season, because the values are so far off and the heart connection is so far off that that partnership would be absolutely dysfunctional and it would not reveal the glory in the kingdom of God. It would just, it would just reveal some sort of forced partnership for some sort of weird 
manipulative outcome. Self-help. I think you need to know what your standard, like what your standards are, and really say like, you know, and to whatever degree, if this person is doing something that that's hurting you, then there has to be some sort of boundary there, so that you're not getting hurt by this person all the, all the time, because you because no one no one has the right to hurt you, no, verbally, physically, economically, no one has the right to to hurt you. And anywhere that somebody is hurting you over and over and over and over again, saying like, I'll, I'll honor you, but since you can't honor me, there has to be a boundary here. Now to this capacity, we can't necessarily do life in this way. If you're family, we gotta figure out something for Thanksgiving and Christmas, but we'll figure that out. I honor you, but I just can't, you know, can't let you hurt me in that way. Is that helpful? Yeah. All right, sweet, all right, cool. Yeah, you know, somebody asked me a question recently, like, um, same, same question. question. I, am I gonna confront you? Yeah, you know, I think that um, the way that I'm wired, like, I'm a weird guy. Um, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm trying to think of something, an example recently, of when someone in the church, like, offended me. And, you know, honestly, I can't really think of a time when someone in the church actually offended me. But I can tell you of lots of times when, when leaders and, and people that I'm kind of doing life with on a leadership level have offended me, if that makes sense. And I think there's like a special grace. Like, it's kind of like, if, if, it's like, like people in our church, if they just, if they just were being stupid, just yeah. so dumb, like making these horrible choices, I'd still love them. But I would, like, I'd be like, you're doing what? You know, stop it. <laughs> but I would still love them. But if, if, if leaders in our church are being silly and sloppy and just, you know, I still love them, but I'm really going to be, I'm really going to be going after them. <laughs> and, um, and, and so it's just, it's just different. It's like, it's, it's, it's almost like, you know, uh, I could say to Steve and, and you know what I mean? So I could say, you know, you're ugly. I hate your shirt. I hate your shoes. Don't even talk to me. Every time you talk to me, it's one vomit. Well, that's, that's me. And that might hurt for a second. I'm okay. That might hurt for a second. That's not true. I love this guy. It's just an example. Right? This is my homie. Now, if Melanie said that to him, completely different. Yeah. Complete. If his wife said that to him, it's completely different. It that would crush. I wouldn't believe her one minute. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, here's my here's my point. Like 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 people in the church, like 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 if you were to be like, Pastor Darren, I hated your sermon today. It didn't make sense. I'd still love you. Like I like I'd be like, sweet. I'm sorry. You're right. I was a little off today. I haven't been sleeping well. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like 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 you know like I would still I would still love you. Like I would still think like that's cool because she's just like straight up. You know what I'm saying? It, it, but if somebody on my team. Like if Greg or Keith came up to me and said that same exact thing, it would really like it would it would, it would feel different for me. Well, I think people are sensitive with with me. I think people sometimes feel like I have people apologizing to me all the time, and like honestly, I'm like, you did what? I don't even remember that. Like people apologize, like you know, I responded this way to you, right? and I'm like, I don't, I don't, like no, we're good, and it's, and it's honest, you know, like like you know, so but it's just cool to be in a community where people like love me and don't want to hurt me. You know, like, can you imagine, like, hey, do you remember when I said that to you? Yeah, that was really hurtful. Yeah. Were you hurt by it? No. Well, I meant it, you know.
Hey guys, I hope that this conversation has been beneficial to you. As you know, we can only go so far in listening in on the podcast, but if something's opened up within your own heart or you're feeling challenged and you're ready to go kind of to the next level or if you've been feeling stuck relationally or even within your own business or corporation, feel free to reach out to me. This is a passion of mine, helping people get unstuck from those patterns of disappearing and reducing conflict instead of leaning into that tension. I've had the honor of serving two different cities, multiple boards and communities committees and having these honor-centered conversations that allow for us to get unstuck and to come out of the box that's defined our organizations or families for however many years or even decades. And so if I can serve you personally, or if I can serve your corporation, your business, your city, um, whatever this looks like, please reach out to me. You're never a burden. Uh, My email is my name. It's Darren Stott at SeattleRevivalCenter.com. My email is also in the show notes. So feel free to check that out. Shoot me off an email. Let me know what's going on and I'd love to serve you however I can. Thanks again for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review to this podcast show on iTunes and SoundCloud. Hit the little heart that means that you love it and we will talk real soon. God bless you guys.